Hello, how's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing fine on this beautiful Tuesday. It's a terrific Tuesday on my end anyway. I hope it's going fabulous for you as well. Want to give a warm welcome to all of you who are listening in and who have found this podcast, whether you found it by way of Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Radio Public. There's so many other different platforms that this podcast is going out on. All you have to do is look for me, your host, Pastor Rick, and fresh bread from the pastor's pantry. And so today, what I want to begin with is a quote from Jack Welch. In case you don't know who Jack Welch is, Jack Welch is a leader among some of the great business executives in America today, and he's the former CEO of General Electric. Here's his quote. He says this, keep learning. Don't be arrogant by assuming that you know it all, that you have a monopoly on the truth. Always assume that you can learn something from someone else. Being that you're listening to this podcast, that tells me that you have taken the position of a student, a a disciple, a lifelong learner. Because number one, maybe you place a high value on knowledge. Or number two, you know that you don't know it all in order to live your best life beginning now. To live your best life now begins with acquiring the knowledge necessary to accomplish goals, achieve greatness, and apprehend your created purpose. Let's listen to the words of the wisest man to walk the planet, King Solomon. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. In the Living Bible, it reads this way. I want those already wise to become wiser and become leaders by exploring the depths of meaning in these nuggets of truth. How does a man become wise? The first step is to trust and reverence the Lord. Only fools refuse to be taught. Out of these verses alone, one of the main points I want you to take away from our time together today is this. The Lord is now calling you to become what he created you for. The Lord is calling us now to become what he has created us for. I want those already wise to become wiser and to become leaders. That's what he said. It's time for the unbelieving and the believing alike to take their place and lead, rule, reign, govern, shepherd, and manage life and its resources properly. This is vital to your victory. I'm going to say it one more time. It's time for us now, the unbeliever and the believer alike, to take their place and lead, rule, reign, govern, shepherd, and manage life and its resources properly. Why do I say this? So you and I can live our best lives beginning now. How do we get there? By sitting under the counsel of the Lord as a student so that he can enlighten and equip us with the knowledge and understanding we need, which in turn empowers us to live life in freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness the way God intends. When is this supposed to happen? Beginning now and spilling over onto the other side of heaven. One of the things 
that I love about the great men and women of our faith is this. The Bible reminds us that they are human as we are, with like passions as we have, desires, hungers, cravings, a thirst and a drive to thrive in life and not simply exist for a jolt of excitement here and there. They are just like us, wanting to maximize life at its best. I'm going to take you over to a passage found in the book of Mark, chapter 10. In this passage, it is often entitled, The Story of the Rich Young Ruler. Jesus speaks to this gentleman about eternal life, about the blessings of the kingdom. The man wanted to know how could he have eternal life or everlasting life. And so Jesus gives him some some details and some steps that he needs to take and some things that he should really concentrate on doing. But in the end, the man was rich and he had a lot of possessions and and God asked him to put away those things, to give those things up, to sell all that he had and give it away to the poor. Long story short, the young man, he walked away sad because he was not willing to release those things and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what Christ tells his disciples in verse 25. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, the Bible says, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Wow, we could just kind of stop right there and preach, but that's not what the message is about today. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life i love that peter he keeps it real you gotta love him because he does keep it real and he makes it very relevant to where we are today. Many of us are right here where Peter is at. Many of us, if we were standing there in that crowd, among that conversation, among Peter and his and Jesus and the rest of the disciples, we probably would be wanting to ask the question, but would be afraid to do so. The same question that Peter asked. See, Lord, we have left all and followed you. In the book of Matthew chapter 9 that records the same conversation, there's a question that Peter has after that statement. And the question is, what shall be our reward? God, what's in it for us? And what's in it for me? How does that relate to me in my life today? Jesus' response says it all. Many of us probably probably would think that, man, how could he be so self-seeking, self-centered, selfish in his 
question to Christ. Christ does not even bring that up. Christ's response to me, it says it all as to what Jesus was thinking in regards to this question. Notice how Jesus responded. Jesus says, you will receive a hundredfold now in this time. Why did Christ have to say that the rewards of following him would be released now in this time on this side of heaven? Why not just keep the focus on the other side of heaven and in life eternity with God? Actually, the answer is within the context. To keep it simple, Christ knows what's in the hearts of men and women. Some of those things he himself has placed there, such as an insatiable appetite for achievement, a continual drive for significance or success, as well as a longing to be part of a community anchored in genuine love and affection for each other. For many of people, this is what living your best life looks like. Listen, in Jesus' response to Peter's question, here's what we can be assured of. Christ is totally interested in you and I living out our best life beginning now. He's totally interested in that. And you and I living out our best life beginning now. Did you know that? Did you honestly know that? Did you, maybe, maybe you didn't see it that way. And the reason why a large majority of people are not living out their full potential and purpose is because they simply didn't know that they could or that God wanted this for them. So many think that the only thing God wants for us is just for us to worship him. You know, sing songs, pray, hold hands and just sway back and forth. No, I would have to disagree. The Lord is deeply, deeply interested in you, all of you, everything that is about you more than anything else. He is interested in each of us living in the freedom from sin, living in the fullness of his spirit and in the fruitfulness or prosperity of your potential and purpose. Lean in just a little bit more. I feel like I need to tell somebody listening. I feel like I need to tell them this right here. You have permission to proceed down that path to personal success. You have permission to proceed down that path to personal success. God has granted you access to achieve, accomplish, and apprehend his blessings and benefits in this life beginning now. It all begins with receiving the knowledge and understanding from his word. I'll leave you with two scriptures. Hosea chapter four, verse six says, my people are just are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. John chapter eight, verse 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. First thing, what you don't know can kill you. Second thing, on the flip side, what you do know can empower you that though you may live around darkness as we live in our world today, 
Those disease may be all around us as it is in our world today. Though a person may be facing debilitating circumstances and devils all around, yet when you know what you know regarding God's word, his truth and his promise for your life, you could be unmoved, unnerved, unshakable, and unbreakable because his light is there to guide you safely through the raging seas. Finally, knowing is half the battle, so to speak. Following in the footsteps of Jesus, following in obedience to where the light of his word is shining, that's the key to your salvation. That's the key to our deliverance, to our peace, to our freedom and abundant living as God intends. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord grant you his peace. Amen.